This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real, a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. We try to become the best versions of ourselves that we can for the Lord. As you all know, today uh, it's Valentine's Day. Uh, this will be kind of posted later on today, but uh, you know whether you watch it tonight or or tomorrow, I think this is uh, kind of a good topic that we can discuss. And, and I don't think this is going to be a long one. You know, I don't want it to be a long one. But um, what we want to talk about today is. You know, I, I'm still single. You, you, don't you hear a lot of Christians say that? <clears throat> you know, they're going through, they're seeing everybody else with somebody. They're seeing everyone else going to dinners. They see everyone else going to banquets. They see uh, all this other stuff that everyone else is doing. And, you know, they kind of feel, uh, you know, as a single guy, you kind of feel not left out, um, but you always feel like a third wheel. In some instances, not all the time, but just in some instances, and that instance comes into effect on days like today, where the whole day is solely dedicated on your significant other, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, whatever it is, right? And you're sitting there as a single guy, single girl, and kind of seeing everybody else do their own thing while you just kind of either third wheel it or kind of just do what you want to do, right? So how do I... How do I stay encouraged during that time? How do I um, how do I have hope during that time? I guess. Well, you know, one thing that love always does. Love doesn't do something just because everyone else is. I think that's a lesson that a lot of people have to learn the hard way. Um, and I don't I don't know your situation. Maybe maybe you're single because of bad experiences in the past. Maybe you're single because you're too picky. Maybe you're single because you know, I don't know what other reason there is, but there could be way more reasons, but you know why. The thing about love is love always waits. Love always waits. And it's not saying that you're not happy for the people um, that are married. You should be. You should be happy for them. But for you, don't rush it just because someone else is in something. Don't rush it just because all your buddies are with somebody and you're not. Don't rush it just because you feel like you're the only one or your family pressures you into it or, or your friends or or people tell you you're getting too old or, or don't let anybody pressure you into being in any relationship because love always waits. And really quick, I just want to look at one example. Well, actually two, but one uh, physical human example. Uh, turn your Bible to Genesis chapter 29. And again, if you're new to the podcast, this is where we learn, this is where we study, where we grow, this is where we try to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be for the Lord. Here in Genesis chapter 29, we have we have Jacob and Laban, and Jacob goes and tricks. That's what he's been doing all his life, right? He tricked his his father, he tricked uh, his brother, his mother was in on it. He did all this stuff. He had to leave the house. Then Laban tricks him. He loves his girl, right? Seeing Rachel. And Rachel, he, he loved her to death. Can you remember the first time you kind of, 
you looked at somebody or you saw them walk out the car, or you saw something, right? And you remember the first time you saw me, like, whoa, like, who's that? You know, you had to, you remember the first time. And Jacob remembers when he saw Rachel. But on the wedding night, he opened up the veil and it was Leah. And so I want you to notice what Laban says here. Genesis 29, <coughs> verse number 16. And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was tender eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well favored. And watch verse 18. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, let's get married right now. Jacob loved Rachel and said, let's get into something because all our friends are. Jacob loved Rachel and said, let's do this because your family's pressuring me into it or my family's pressuring me into it. So let's just let's just do it. No. Notice what it says here. And Jacob loved Rachel. And notice what he said here. I will serve thee. Talking about Laban. Seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. First of all, and I know the situation is Jacob saying, Laban, I will serve thee. Talking about just as a master. But love also serves. Love isn't always so fast. You know, love isn't always so, man, I found you. You're the best thing ever. Let's do it. Love serves the other person. Guys, do you maybe and maybe you got to think introspectively about these things. Maybe you're single because it's your fault. You know, I kind of had to take a while to think about that for myself. But you kind of think of your past and you kind of think who you were. And maybe you look on your past relationships and and you really start to think, okay, why did it go wrong? It's very easy to blame the other person because you never want to see yourself in a bad light. It's very easy to blame the other person. But look at yourself. Okay, could I have served more? Could I have been more patient? Could I have been more caring? Could I have been more supportive? Could I have done that stuff? Right? Think about that. Love always serves Guys, are you, are you single because you're not a good servant? Ladies, are you single because you're not a good servant? Do you always want something from him? Or do you always feel like he has to do everything and then you just receive everything he gives? He needs help too. You, you see, everybody's got to serve each other. And that's what love does, number one in the text. It serves. Then notice number two, uh, verse number 20. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel. Notice this, but they seemed unto him but a few days because of the love that he had for her. <clears throat> you ever talk to somebody, maybe on the phone or someone that you really care about, and after you hang up, you look at the clock and you're like, man, we've been on the phone for four or five hours. But what do you say? And it felt like 30 minutes. Why? Because you don't. You don't see time um, as length anymore. You see it as I, I was spending time. I was talking to the person that I care for. You know, like that's the awesome thing about about love. It serves and it waits. It waits. Yes, you know, you rejoice with those who have found it. You don't know how long they've had to wait for what they got. Rejoice with them when they have what they have. But for you, wait for it. I remember in Isaiah chapter 40, I believe it's verse 31, 
It says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You see, one thing I've always wanted to do, I want to be ready. Not saying that I'll have all the answers. Not saying I'll be 100% perfect when it happens. But I want to have a, some type of plan. You know, I want to be, I want to be, uh, have some type of preparation to get into this. Because you got to prepare yourself to be with somebody, right? So, you know, I want to be okay financially. I want to know where I'm going in my life. I want to know and have those goals. You know, I want to have myself in a in a great place spiritually because how can I lead her spiritually if if I'm not that way? And then vice versa, I hope she has those goals. I hope she just doesn't want to just be with me just because of those reasons. I hope she wants those reasons for herself. And that's things that we can do as single people is to work on ourselves. Number one, here's the two things that it, and it's easier said than done, but the two things that we need to do the most as single people is to serve and to wait. That's the best thing we can do. You know, serve, write cards. I, I used to love when I worked um, over there at Memphis, I, I used to love writing cards to the congregation, to people, to, to widows. Write cards. Go visit. Go talk to somebody, encourage somebody, help somebody, teach somebody, visit somebody, serve, right? Teach a kid's class, do do something, serve, 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 serve. Because once you get into a relationship, then serving comes naturally because you won't be selfish and thinking when you're in a relationship, okay, now I know this guy or girl, let's see what they can, they can do for me. No, let's see more about what I could do for them. You see, you don't want to be in a relationship where the girl wants everything and a bag of chips from you, and then vice. But then vice versa, you don't want to be the guy, and then you want everything from her, and then you're not willing to give anything. You're not willing to communicate. You're not willing to work. You're not willing to change either. You can't do that either. So both parties have to work together. Here's the last thing: First Corinthians 13. We're not going to take the time to read the whole thing. But I want you to specifically study from verses 4 through 7, and it tells you all the things that love does. You know, it's it's kind, it's long, it, it envies not, uh, it vaunts is not itself, it's not puffed up, things of that nature, it bears long, all that stuff, right? Think about, just, and I'm talking about, just think about you. Have you been that way? Have I been that way? I know I haven't. I know that I could have done way better in a lot of situations, no doubt. But that's what growth is for. You know, that's what um, self-examination is for. And so, you know, here's the thing about, you know, being single on holidays like this. You know, I don't know if I've met my future wife or not. I don't know if I've met her or I haven't even seen her before. I have no idea. But one thing that I do know is that whether I know her or whether I don't know her, is either way, for the next time, I want to be that much better. You know, I want, from verses 4 through 7, I want my kindness to, to excel. I want my suffering to excel. I want my charity to excel. You know, I want to bear all things. I want to hope all things. I want to do all those things, right? You always want to be... You always want to present yourself better and you always want to upgrade yourself during these times. See, a lot of times when a breakup happens or or separation or whatever it is, there's a lot of bitterness. There's a lot of resentment 
And there's a lot of let me get somebody else real quick to replace that person. Why not take time to serve? Why not take time to wait? Why not take time to develop kindness, to develop all this stuff from 1 Corinthians 13? It takes time to develop these things. And it's not an easy road. And, you know, to develop these things, you have to learn to become a servant. And that's what everything about being a Christian is, is serving. And this is something that I've wanted to get better at. I've been working on getting better at. And it's something I hope you want to get better at, too. So, you know, instead of and these are just for my single people out here, instead of complaining about what your situation used to be, what it is now and the unknown of what it will or will not be, instead of focusing so much on that, start to serve, start to wait, start to just work on yourself and work on your Christian character. And once those things happen, you'll start presenting yourself in a different light. And and who knows? Someone, some girl may notice that. Hey, look, I see Jordan's different than who he used to be. He's matured. He's this. He's this. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, just just grow. That's all you can do. Grow, grow, grow. And the thing about patience is sometimes when you don't see it, you want to quit. Or sometimes when you've worked so hard and you see no no result, you kind of want to give up. But James gives an example that is very profound. And it says that the husbandman waits long for the seed of the ground. You know, think about uh, an onion seed or, or not an onion seed, but like a sunflower seed or or watermelon seed. When you put that in the ground and after you've cultivated the ground, after you've done all that, what else can you do for those five to six months? You can sit there and just look at it, but it's not going to make the time go by faster. The husbandman in James five, it says he waits long for the coming fruit. And so sometimes maybe you might be in a situation to where you just have to wait. It doesn't mean you have to be bitter against against your friends that got what you want. That I mean, You shouldn't do that. But don't be afraid to wait because things that they may have, they may be ready for. You may not be. You just got to take it and keep going. One quick example. I remember uh, probably high school basketball. I was my my brother was a freshman. I was a sophomore. He was playing varsity as a freshman, and I was moving up to varsity as a sophomore. Um, but I remember during a sophomore practice, we were practicing, and I was telling the coach, "Look, my brother's already up." See, I was I was jealous of my brother because he was a freshman playing varsity, and I was a sophomore, and I felt like I was the best sophomore in my position. So I said, "You know what, coach? I shouldn't be here. I should be with the varsity guys." And so I kept on hammering the coach every day. Let me play varsity. And I, and I would go out on the court and I would take it out on the other sophomore guys because I didn't want to. I would take it out on my teammates. And then, you know, one day he said, fine, you know, you'll practice with the varsity for a week. And so, you know, I remember being so happy. But varsity practice at like 5 in the morning, 530. We didn't practice till after school till 3. So that was an adjustment I wasn't ready for. Then when the practice started, the plays were more complex than our plays so I was lost I was confused on what to do and I was messing everybody else up then once we started running our drills yeah I could keep up with them but I wasn't strong enough to hang with them and so then the coach 
you know, he was there during those practices and he said, you think you're still ready? I said, no, I got to go back. Like, I'm not, I'm not ready like I thought I was. You see, I was so jealous because my brother was younger and I felt like I should be there because he's there. And so when I got there, I physically wasn't built like he was, so I wasn't ready. That's the thing about relationships sometimes. You see your buddies in it. You may see your siblings in it. You may see your friends in it. And you say, well, they're ready for it. So how come the Lord doesn't think I'm ready for it? Then you get mad. And then you go out and you start dating multiple people trying to find that person so you can fit in with your buddies. And I mean, whatever floats your boat, you can do what you want to do. But that's something that I want to be ready for, you know. And you may find out, okay, I wasn't as ready as I thought I was. Maybe I need to help in my communication. Maybe I need to be kinder. Maybe I need to be more empathetic. Maybe I need to be more feelings oriented to her. You know, things of that nature. You may not be ready for it, but that's okay. It's okay. Don't get angry. Just just work at it and grow. So I hope this podcast helped you. I hope that we can continue to grow and to wait and to serve. Thank you.